Joining us here on the show uh, is the director of this documentary, Warrior Spirit. Warrior Spirit is Landon Dykesterhouse. Landon, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, Misha, I know that you guys had an exchange, and that's what kind of set up Landon being able to jump on the show, correct? Because you had you had Nico on the show the other week, right? Yes. So, um, yeah. So I was a part of uh, Nico's season as the guest coach when she was uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. That's how I got to know her, and then we were seeing this documentary, and we were obviously in talks of having you on. And I reached out to her, and she said she'd love to be on. But what was really interesting takeaway um, was just some of the things that she said didn't seem to coincide with where maybe your side of it is going. So um, let's just start with how did this documentary come to fruition and how did you guys agree on doing this? And uh, was there a mutual agreement on the approach of this documentary? Uh, To answer your question, of course, of course there is. There's no way we would have access without a mutual agreement. Um, But that being said, uh, when we first started this project, you know, our um, this this project was presented by uh, our backer, Warrior CBD and the lawyer she referred to, Jason Bowles and Nancy Murphy Bowles are are behind it. And we're here at Doc NYC premiering the film now. Um, But the the way the project started off was we had done three feature length documentary films, two of them with several people from the UFC. We did the documentary on Greg Jackson's gym, the proving grounds with John Jones, Holly Holm, Diego Sanchez, all those people. We did the project with Yair Rodriguez, El Pantera that went to Hulu and Fox Latin America. So we had a history with MMA and fighters and all that, especially fighters from, or that have trained in the Albuquerque area. Nico being one of them, um, her during the time of production, she was training at fit NHB. So she had just won the ultimate fighter in 2017. So we reached out to her about doing a documentary about her rise from Lukachukai reservation. And of course her upcoming fight with Valentina. So that was kind of the premise of the documentary, a Rocky, a modern day Rocky like story, right? She's a huge underdog. She was an underdog on the show. She's an underdog versus Valentina. Who would have thought this person, first Native American champion from Lukachukai Reservation, could do these things? So we reached out to her, asked her if she would be interested in doing this project. And we even had reached out to a couple other people. Nico said she would be on board to do it. And we did all the agreements and stuff like that. And off we went. Okay. So this seems this is this completely out of left field for you that she's saying she's never been sent links, she's never been able to see the documentary that you know there's the nude scene in there that she was she did not know was going to be out there. How does what like, would you, what would you like me to address first the the scene or would you like me to address the you know being participating in the doc? Let's start with participating in the documentary just because that's the beginning. So when we reached out to her to do that. We did all the paperwork as normal. She is the one who directly sent that to us to participate. We obviously have the emails and all that stuff if anybody ever wanted to verify that. So to say, uh, I mean, on on your show, she, she was mentioning, you know, things about participation. Well, that's how we started the project and participated and shot every city we shot in 
you know, with her participating. How, how would we know where she was and where to be if, if there wasn't an agreement on participation? So no, to, to bury that and hatchet, everything I, I, was agreed I'm, upon. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I have no doubt in my mind that it wasn't, um, you know, something agreed on. Obviously, you wouldn't have been allowed to be there. So, I mean, I definitely don't right. want you to feel like you're under any attack as far as that goes. I guess my thing is just sure. kind of trying to understand. Um, so it sounds like, right, that you wanted to tell an underdog story. That's what I just gathered. I guess my question Correct. is then. It definitely, when I watched the documentary, I thought it was great, by the way. I mean, I really thought it was, it was a, it kept my attention. It was a good documentary. I did really enjoy it. But there was definitely a, a very anti UFC narrative. I wonder if she was aware that was going to be the primary takeaway. For, because for me, that was the primary takeaway. I, I, I did see you guys touch on some of her native and that, that story. But what, I don't why did feel you like feel the, it was such a anti-UFC um, documentary because of Just the, because of the pieces that were chosen to put in there what her boyfriend said about the UFC the weight cutting um, how she got cut and released um, talked about the you know highlighted that she didn't get paid um, you know things like that um, you know basically what you guys chose to put in there was very much against uh, making it look like the fighters were a victim and kind of that the uh, that they were taking an opposition stance uh, as to the way that the uh, UFC handled her situation and that she was more like the victim. So the narrative came out very clearly to me that um, this was something taking a strong stance against the UFC. And I definitely felt that like that was where she where you would left, be left feeling after you watched that documentary. Well, to answer that, um any good documentary will present both sides of the story. And for our documentary, we had full participation from the UFC's uh, director of nutrition, the UFC PI, Clint Wattenberg. So uh -huh. they did present their side in the documentary. In fact, he's in it quite a bit. He managed Nico's weight cut, um, which is what brings up a lot of red flags and maybe that feeling of why it could be an anti-UFC documentary because the weight cut by most people's standards who have watched the film and even at these premieres agree that it, it, it might have been mismanaged and there's some unjust things that happened as a, a, a result of that mismanagement of the weight cut. So that side was represented. And in, in, in fact, when we got back from shooting the weight cut um, at UFC 228 in Dallas, the UFC Performance Institute invited us to come over and talk to them about that and that's where uh clint agreed to do another interview so to say that neither you know both sides weren't presented that's inaccurate both sides were presented no. and then yeah. additionally one more thing uh -huh. when we started this is important um one more thing when we started shooting production with nico we did not know she was going to do her weight cut with the ufc performance institute that was brought to us about midway through the project and that's where we met her and shot that stuff. So we we didn't even anticipate that as part of the story arc in the beginning of production. So to say that it was skewed that way purposely, we had no intention to expose the UFC on some of the fighter issues that come up in the movie as far as fighter pay, health insurance, safety around weight cutting. These are all things that have been talked about in the pub public sphere already and are well-documented. And now they're even more well-documented in Warrior Spirit, the documentary. 
Okay. So um, I just I just want to make sure we're not putting words in my mouth. I certainly didn't sure. didn't say like, you know, that uh, not equally represented. But I just think that if the UFC were to watch that or someone in the UFC, they would say like, oh, Nico Montano is mad at us. And she does, you know, she, she's talk, speaking out against the UFC, which is not going to favor her if she wanted a second chance in the UFC. And I think that's where she was a little bit concerned was that you know, she maybe would still like to be if she could employed by the UFC. And I think the documentary maybe just didn't um, give her a strong footing. It kind of actually took her the other way, which is not necessarily a knock on you. I mean, I think that you, you told a a fair story in what happened and probably an an accurate story. It's just that I could see where Nico was kind of like, ah, now I am, you know, have had my weight issues. I miss this, but now I definitely will not get a second chance in the UFC because this is probably going to piss them off. And I just don't know. Well, like, I, what I would the... say to that after UFC 228, they know what we filmed. That's why they called us in to talk to us after that when we got back to Las and, Vegas. By so the way, Clint, she... he looked very nervous in that interview. Like he wasn't sure how to say it without uh, without like he he did. You notice that like and that's not a knock on you guys either. But he just seemed like he couldn't say certain things. You know, like he well, couldn't. A lot, a lot of times when you get caught with your tail between your legs, you do look nervous. Yeah, you do fair, look yeah, unsure fair, of yourself. Fair, so fair Clint was trying to ad- address the issues as fairly and as truthfully as he could. And so I give him um, credit for that and being able to sit there and talk about it after the fact. I think the issue is above Clint's head. It has to do with guidelines and regulations and people like Dana White and Mick Maynard making the decisions on if the USCPI is there to help people cut weight successfully, and in the film they show that the metrics and the data they took from Nico's training there show that she needed a later date, which was an option, the October date, which was later, a month later, but she was pushed into the pay-per-view ahead of time, then why not take that advice of the experts and do that so it does ensure a safe weight cut? And both athletes are able to perform and put on a show on a co-main event at, on a big card like that. So that that's a yeah. question that's raised in the film. <clears throat> no, I, I'm absolutely with you on that, Landon. I think there was a little bit of mismanagement. I mean, I just the fact that they were having her cut from 138 on fight week, it just seems too extreme for me. Uh, my personal experience as a female, that's just not realistic to cut that much yeah. weight. Um, so you, you told a good story there. And the biology there. for women... The biology mm-hmm. for women are much different than men. So right. for someone like yourself or anybody else, I, you know, I wonder, should those rules be the same across the board or should there be some extra, you know, precautions taken there, you know, because by nature standards, women are, you know, they, they're created to hold nutrients to birth a baby, for example. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Landon. Then I've got to I've got to address the uh, the elephant in the room because um, sure. the only thing that I would say that stood out in this documentary that was poor in taste or mismanaged, um, as I mentioned, I I, I like the documentary, um, but the the scene of the nudity. You know, she's obviously in a very vulnerable situation. She's about to be hospitalized. Her kidneys are shutting down, um, mm-hmm. and there's a, a small glimpse of her breast that is exposed in the mirror as she her towel kind of like is not in the right place, and she's coming out of the bathroom. And I really felt like that was not necessary. And I certainly of all the things that she said, um, her feeling of exploitation due to that, Mm -hmm. she said she did not give you guys consent and that 
you know, she doesn't feel like that was necessary. I agree. Everyone that I've seen it or that I have heard from, not to say it's a lot of people, but we all feel like it wasn't necessary. So, you know, when you tell a story about natives who typically have that we understand that they have been an exploited people in general. You're talking about an underdog story. I don't understand the point or the purpose of that. And and especially when Nico has not given you consent or would you like to address, I mean, did, is there something else? Did she give consent according to you? And why is that? Well, you have to be careful how you be? word that. She She did consent to doing the movie and everything that comes with that. That's what I addressed in the beginning of this interview. Regarding that scene, so back when we were about to screen this and premiere in Las Vegas, she was getting ready to fight at UFC Las Vegas. She even said in your interview, because she was still doing her cuts at the PI and that she had a fight that week, she did not, she said it in your interview, she did not want to participate in the documentary because it would make her look bad because of the content of the documentary. Now to address, was she allowed to screen it? Yes, I have screenshots and messages and we even had a phone call weeks before that telling her about the premiere coming up. Let's meet up. Let's screen the film in person so we can see what you think and go from there. The answer we got, and again, we have this documented. Like I said, we have receipts, screenshots of messages and things of this nature that show that just to make sure that everybody understands we're, we're not telling a lie. And she said, I can't, I can't do a screening because I'm in training camp. There's no way I can meet up. We both were in Las Vegas. We absolutely could meet up. Having the leak, the the link of the film float around uh, before film festivals and stuff like that is a security issue for us. If you could understand that, we had already been accepted and 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 sent, getting ready to premiere at different festivals. So that that was the main issue there. But to say that there was not an opportunity to review that, that's incorrect. Also, because there was plenty of opportunity. It's just because of the pressure she was under there to try to make way and salvage her career in that last fight. I think she felt a certain type of way about that. Okay. I, I and, think and that, let's, let's address the scene regarding the scene. Um, that was during the latter part of the movie when we're weight cutting. Um, first of all, there was myself, her boyfriend, Steve and Clint in that room. So it wasn't just me shooting some type of uh, odd footage without her knowing um, she was, she had been cutting in the sauna. She was doing pretty poorly. They had to help her back through the hotel room, help her up. And they were going to do a weight check. It was probably getting close to midnight. And, uh, she went into the room. She wanted to strip down so she could get the most accurate weight. We asked her beforehand, could, you know, are we allowed to keep shooting? She said, yes, her boyfriend, that's why her boyfriend has the towel in the bathroom. So her boyfriend's holding up the towel. We're all watching to see what the weight is. Um, for a moment, he slightly lowers the towel and readjusts it because she tells him to scoot, scoot away. So you're not touching me. So it doesn't affect the weight. And then that's the scene that people are questioning now to say it doesn't, uh, connect with the narrative. I think that's not true because in the beginning, Nico has everything. She has the belt. She's has her health. She's, uh, at, at her very best. It's why so many people in the Native American community idolize her. At the end of the movie, the arc of the story is she's left with nothing. She's stripped down, including her weight, including her body, including everything she had attained with the UFC. So it is absolutely part of the narrative arc there. And, I, and not one single programmer in all the festivals we play, whether it be Native American, 
or here at Doc NYC or anywhere else has mentioned anything of the sort that it's exploitatious in nature, that it's pornographic in nature, that it's any of these things. So, well, I think either way you look at it, though, I mean, it's not really up to them to decide if they feel comfortable with it or not. It's more so if Nico's comfortable with it and she is not. Did you consider maybe just how would she, it? she hasn't even screened? She hasn't. I mean, she won't wow. screen the film with us. I mean, we tried, you know, we have the messages. But what about in terms of even just keep like, did it feel so necessary to keep that moment in and yeah, no, like deciding not to blur it or to, you know, find some way to kind of eke around having that little bit of nudity in there? It, to address that too, it, it, it is not a frontal nude shot of her breast. If you want to see what kind of shot it looks like, watch the film. But it's everything that's shot. We are outside the door of the bathroom as this action's happening where she's weighing in in front of the seat in a hotel room, which is a very small area. Mm -hmm. So we're shooting against that on the towel, seeing the top of her head and the boyfriend in front of her. So if you think we were trying to do something unnecessary as far as expose her for, you know, to talk about it later or, or to make it a point in the movie, that, that, that would be inaccurate as well. Well, Landon, I feel like everything in the conversation has been fair up until this point is where I feel like we're definitely starting to take different different sides in this because you you chose to put a piece in whether it's frontal or whether it's sideways, you clearly see her nipple and her breast, which absolutely was not necessary to the storyline nor is it a necessary scene and and you even asking her for consent to continue filming at a point where she you clearly you've been with her on this journey you've seen how horrible her weight cut you've seen her slumped on the floor barely able to move obviously she's not in the most cognitive state so that's not even a good time to ask a fighter. I mean, if even that conversation transpired and even if she didn't get a chance to watch the documentary because of a legitimate reason that she's she's in in training camp. I mean, I don't think anyone I wouldn't have expected that you would put a if it was me in those shoes, I wouldn't expect that to go and be like, do I need to see this documentary before it comes out? Because I might be naked in it. I mean, it just seems wrong on all accounts and very unnecessary and it didn't need to be a part of the storyline and whether it's frontal or not, it doesn't matter. This is her body and her breast being exposed to the world without her consent. And you, as her legal representation and as her and as the, the one shooting I'm the not, film and as the one producing. We're not her legal representation. That's okay, in, well, that's inaccurate as okay. well. All right, I apologize on that. She said something <laughs> so somewhat correlated many, with many that things was in that interview. You you guys have okay. to fact check it before you go throwing it. Sure, that's fine. Okay, so let's just say I, I apologize for that. But what you are filming and you did produce. Um, so my point, I guess, my question is like, where? I mean, why did that have to go in there? And it, it definitely wasn't her consent. I mean, did it need to be? In there, and I mean, is there any way to correct at this point? Because that's how I feel like this should be handled moving forward. Is if you guys could just blur that out, I would be no problem with it. But I feel sincerely sorry for her that she's she's exposed. I mean, that's my biggest problem with the the whole thing. You know, is that she's exposed for free, and uh, it's just sad. I, I feel like you guys exploited her and. Everything else about the documentary, I think, is well done. But I really feel like, Thank you know, you. And, and, and saying yeah. that, you know, and saying that, oh, it wasn't a full frontal. It doesn't matter. This is her body. 
And you guys have put it out there for the world to see. And I know she didn't know that coming out. And you know she didn't know that either. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's it just, it, can you guys rectify that? Well, I, I think also we're we're also just skewing over the bigger point of the film and the conversations that need to be had about fighter representation, fair pay. You know, she didn't even get paid for almost being killed by the UFC. And that's just being, we're, we're here talking about one scene where she's cutting and, and the bigger issues at hand that fighters talk about every week, including yourself about having enough money to go through a fight camp and having some money left over to take care of your family is not being addressed. Health insurance, why was she sent a copay for $1,500 for almost dying on the UFC's watch. Why are other people in the film addressing these same exact issues with the same emotion when it happened, including fighters like Tim Means? We have other interviews with plenty of other guys like Darren Till and, and guys like this that echo the same feelings of when are we going to be represented fairly and taken care of? That's why this story is important, along with her heritage and where she comes from being a champion. You know, Max Holloway was another fighter who just fought this weekend, who had a championship belt, who missed a weight cut. And with him, did he get his belt stripped? He did not. But, uh, you know, Nico did. Why did Nico get her belt stripped? Was it right. better for the UFC to have, you know, Valentina as the face of the 125 to pound? 125 pound division because of how she looks with the blonde hair and the blue eyes. These are things and red flags and questions that should actually be addressed in interviews like this. And we do appreciate the platform. Um, mm -hmm. But there, there's some bigger issues at hand as well, besides just, you know, what's seen in the weight cut. Well, Landon, I, I agree with you on on all those points. I think those are conversations that certainly need to be had, but it's definitely an ongoing and it's a bigger conversation than I think that's just between you and I. And so I guess the one that's easiest to tackle, having talked with Nico and her feelings on this, she feels very exploited and she feels very wronged by that scene particularly. And I guess that's the one that I feel like is the easiest to correct. Like, I mean, is it possible for you guys? I'm asking you, is it possible for you guys yeah. to blur that scene out? Anything's possible. Nico is, you know, it, the ball's hurt in her court. If she would like to talk, we would love to talk to her and try to find common ground, which is what we tried to do before we even started premiering. You also have to realize one thing about films is like when you turn in a cut to inner festivals, that's the cut. You don't get to go back and reset and do all these things because it, it's it's one application that all the film festival entries go through essentially. So there's there's other factors besides just running in and, and tweaking everything whenever you want. And I, I think the bigger points of the film hopefully come across and people you know look at Warrior Spirit and what Nico went through at, as a point of change. You know, she can be a reference point similar to how Colin Kaepernick is for the NFL for unjust treatments and things that can be made better for all fighters in the UFC, because at the end of the day, we're all fans and we all want to see our favorite fighters make it to the fight safely. I mean, there's a reason the segment was featured on HBO Real Sports with Brian Gumble, and Brian Gumble asked the question at the end, is the UFC PI just for show? I mean, if a guy like that is, is saying that based off what he's seen, there, there's some issues that need to be addressed and not to say they're not trying to do things the right way, because I think in their heart of hearts, they are. But 
guys like Dana White and all these people at the top need to be accountable for that. Well, Landon, now that uh, you're out, you're showing the movie, you're at these festivals and whatnot, what do you want the big takeaway to be from Warrior Spirit? That injustices and, and things of these nature are going on today all over. And the commodification of industries is something that needs to be looked at. And we need to realize if it's ruining our society and our life, um, fighters is just a, a microcosm story fighters being exploited for a bigger scenario of what's going on with people with health insurance, fair pay, and all these things, you know? So we're hoping the platform uh, of her being a UFC champion, being mistreated, and of course her rich history as the first Navajo Native American champion, that it can be looked at closely by other people and a conversation can be started like this that leads to meaningful change, better regulation, safety, and then we can also look at ourselves because that's what great documentaries do. They make you look at yourself and look at the things we've done in our society to people like the Native Americans and things of that nature. And how can we all be better? Well, Landon, thank you so much for coming on the show and letting us hear your point of view on everything with this. I really hope that you and Nico can get on the same page and get in contact um, and try to sort Absolutely. through what some of these issues are. But um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on and, and speaking and, your- And we appreciate the platform and the open dialogue because I think that's what makes everything better because ultimately we're all better if we collab. And if people want to watch the documentary, Warrior Spirit is now streaming on docnyc.net. And you can see for yourselves if that scene is overstated or not. And then we can, you know, we can keep talking about it from there. I would love it if you could make an adjustment to that scene, though, Landon, if it's any way, any possibility, because I, I love what you're saying, but it also conflicts a little bit with what you did in that one scene. And it just loses a little credibility, unfortunately, in the documentary for me. Well, let I me just say this. Is- different than what you know regarding that when you sign up to do a documentary or a reality show or be on a platform of any type there is a level of exploitation that comes with that when you're agreeing to do that you're putting that, you're this making doesn't yourself help, vulnerable Landon, this 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 for... this, uh, this conversation this is where you you lose me i mean everything else has been great but you can't say that it's assumed or that it's okay or that that it was necessary you're not going to sell me on that but thank you so much for coming in today otherwise i think the documentary is very well done if you can excuse the the unnecessary nudity part i think the rest is very well done and very tasteful you told a great story Landon you have a a talent for documentaries Um, so thank you for again for coming on today we appreciate both you Misha good luck in your fight kick butt next week and uh, we hope everybody checks out Warrior Spirit